0: It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Hope you're having a blessed weekend. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. As always, if you would like to reach out to us, you can connect with us on our social media platforms. Go to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook, and follow us there. You can also listen to the show anytime you like. Just go to your favorite podcast app like Spotify or Podcast One and follow Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rodney Lear on Air. We begin this morning with Arthur Kelly A. Tinkham. The title of the book is Hair for Mama. It's our pleasure to welcome Kelly to the show this morning.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Now, I understand your own battle with cancer served as inspiration for this book. If you could tell us about when you were first diagnosed with cancer.
1: Well, it was in 1998. We were building our first house, and we were busy with our life. And our, We had a three-year-old and a five-year-old son, and um, I had Began to feel tired and had um, something that doctors would call night sweats, um, where you just you wake up all drenched, and I, I had some pain in one of my shoulders. So I went ahead and called the doctor, and uh, he asked me to come in and have an X-ray, chest X-ray, and um, the chest X-ray revealed that I had some sort of uh, lump in in my lung, is what he thought, under my shoulder blade and also under in my chest. So he right away said, these these aren't normal. Let's go ahead and have a CAT scan. So he sent me next door, and I had the CAT scan. And then um, when I got back from that, I knew right away something was pretty serious when he had me go in and sit in his office. And um, the nurse called my husband and had him come in from work. And then when he got there, uh, the doctor sat down and and told me, You have some sort of cancer. Right away, it was like the wind got knocked right out of me. I just doubled right over. First thought that flashed through my mind was that uh, I was going to die. And then I remember thinking, um, breathe, Kelly, breathe. You're not going to die today. Mm -hmm. And with that, I was able to get in control. And um, my husband and I hugged and cried and asked the doctor some more questions. And I was able to call my parents and so on. Um, I remember before we left the office, the doctor looked me in the eyes, and he told me then, he said, you're going to get through this. And that was a a big hopeful thing, but it was also kind of like, I hope so. (laughs) This is a big thing.
0: Now, Kelly, tell us about your prognosis. What was your prognosis at that point?
1: Well, at that time, um, the lymph nodes that were uh, enlarged, we weren't sure what they were whether they were Hodgkin's disease or non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. The doctor said before I left off, so he said to me, um, if you have to have cancer and lymphoma, we'll hope it's, it's Hodgkin's because Hodgkin's the cure rate was like 98% at that time. Um, mine turned out to be non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which was about a 40% cure rate. And I remember that I was diagnosed somewhere between stage 2 and 3, and the, the tumor in the lung actually turned out to be a blood clot, so I didn't have lung cancer, which was another fear. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, But the words I, I remember most about my oncologist was that he told me that the stage didn't matter if the chemotherapy worked. He was basically trying to help me see that the cancer wasn't a death sentence. It, it didn't need to be if the chemotherapy would work, so I needed to let the chemotherapy have it.
0: Now, let's go back to that initial day. You had no idea in your mind that when the doctor sat you down, you had no idea that it would be cancer.
1: No, the very first day,
0: Correct. I didn't
1: know. I, I thought I had a, we were building our house, so I thought I had pulled a muscle or something under my shoulder blade. Um, the symptoms were just so weird, but with the fever and stuff that I thought, well, I better call and find out. And... um Blood clots are very serious; they can be fatal in themselves. But mm-hmm. this turned out to be a blessing because, it, um, though it was developing quite large, it, it got me into the hospital. Okay. Um, otherwise, we may the cancer may have gone on un- unnoticed. It was all under my my sternum, so you, I really couldn't feel anything at that point.
0: And if you don't mind me asking, um, what was your your treatment process like for your cancer?
1: I got a chemotherapy treatment, usually every three weeks. We knew it would be six to eight cycles of it at least, and when I got to six cycles, the tumors were gone. Actually, the tumors for me, um, because of where they were located in my chest, I had to have uh, surgery to, to get, we had to know what type of cancer it was before we could treat it, so I ended up undergoing um, surgery to get into the chest to get that once that was done, then we went ahead with the cycles and of, can't, of chemotherapy. By the third cycle, the tumors had shrunk to the point that we couldn't see them, but w- you're never sure the cells, cancer cells are not gone yet. So I had to continue the, the treatment until I got to six cycles, and then uh, the doctor felt that we were good to stop for now. And I just thank the Lord that After eight, almost nine years now, the cancer has disappeared.
0: And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. On the phone with me is author Kelly Tinkham. The name of the book is Hair for Mama. We'll talk more about the book coming up. Now, cancer is such a terrifying subject to approach with young children. In your own situation, you you mentioned earlier that you had some very young children. Um, How did you talk to your children about your diagnosis, or did you, because they were so young?
1: Well, my husband and I first talked and and had several tears together. We wanted to be honest with our boys, and yet we wanted to be hopeful, too. Um, As I had said earlier, they were three and five. And so we never really said more than that that mama was sick with something called cancer. And we made no attempt to try to explain what type of cancer, because it wouldn't have made sense to them anyway. In fact, they dearly didn't know what cancer was. Um the, to them, I still looked fine. I didn't look sick. And so our concentration turned to how I would look during the treatment, which would be the hair loss. The first thing the boys would notice about me was that I had lost my hair. Um, I tried before we, we talked with the kids. I tried to find a picture book from social workers um, to read to the boys so that they could see in a picture book what it was like and what it was, you know, what was happening to me. But all the books I found were about mothers that had breast cancer, and I didn't have breast cancer, and they were kind of a teaching type of book. So it really didn't relate to what I was, what I had or what I was going through, and I I just didn't, it didn't have the, what I wanted to relate to them. So we ended up kind of winging it, and um, my youngest, Jared, was three at the time and and he would his his big thing that he would ask me was mommy are you going to die and between his and my tears it was a very difficult question to answer Mm
0: -hmm. and again in case you're just tuning in you're listening to sunday morning magazine i'm rodney lear on the phone with me this morning is kelly tinkham she's the author of the new children's book the title of the book is hair for mama now let me ask you this now what effect does your battle with cancer have on your current outlook on life
1: in general, I have much more joy. My faith in God has grown to a level that I, I can now I can praise Him through the good and the bad because I believe He's using all these circumstances to mold me into a, the special creation that He wants me to be. I know that He wants me to walk with Him and to do whatever He's planned for that day. So usually when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I'll say is, um, whatever you're doing today, God, I'm going to do it with you. I think that brings a smile to his face. I know it does mine, because he and I both know I'm growing I'm growing up. Even though I'm an adult, I think, to me, we're always growing, and we should always be learning. And I think I'm accomplishing that, and that, that brings me joy.
0: And again this morning, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. On the phone with me this morning is Kelly Tinkham. She's here this morning to talk about her new children's book. The title of the book is Hair for Mama. Now, let's talk about the book. Now, the book, there was one particular incident that served as inspiration for this book. Tell us about that incident.
1: Well, in the hospital, my husband and I and the boys had all piled on the bed. Um, Mark and I, Mark's my husband, we were trying not to cry. It's a difficult thing to share with, with anybody, especially your children. And I began to relate to them that I had cancer and that the treatment would make me lose my hair. I didn't want that visible change in me to be something that would scare them because to them I didn't look sick at all. My oldest son, Justin, was five at that time, and he's a very face-value thinking type of kid. While Jared, my three-year-old, was and still is very emotionally in tune, well, Jared keyed into, into marks in my tears, and he started to cry also. But Justin, however, he turned and he looked me right in the eyes and he said, you'll be okay, Mama. Even if you lose all your hair, I'll give you mine. And with that generous offer, of course, (laughs) realizing I may not be okay, um, the tears really flowed at that time. But later, after they left that evening, I remember sitting in the hospital bed and thinking, um, that's the name of the book I need to write.
0: Explain to us why you chose to write this book.
1: Well, I wrote Hair for Mama with the purpose not to teach the kids about cancer and treatment as such, but to be an instrument for the kids that would read it to see through a story how one child worked through his fear, of watching what his mom was going through, and to help them understand that they can get through through the situation too. All the books I had um, tried to read to my kids, as I said earlier, were were, were teaching type of books, um, showing kids what cancer treatment was like and what chemo or what cancer was like breast cancer was like. And as I had said, I I didn't have breast cancer. I had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I realized there were a lot of other families out there that weren't battling that type of cancer. And they needed a book that was more generic, that wasn't so much teaching about cancer, but showing kids how they could overcome and how their families could make it through something as terrifying and and um, sad as cancer can be. So that's why I went ahead and started writing the book, um, focusing on tell tell a good story about how this child is going to get through this. And I wanted the kids to see that, yes, he's going to make it, and they are too.
0: And again, this morning, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. On the phone with me this morning is author Kelly Tinkham. The name of her new children's book is Hair for Mama. Now, from what I understand, this is your first book. Um, What was the whole writing process like for you? And what were some of your major challenges as a first-time writer?
1: I had taken some writing classes previous and even after the cancer treatment, and I did a lot of self-teaching also. Um checking books out of the library or buying books or whatever I could to educate myself on the whole writing process and marketing process because there's a lot to writing that I didn't know. Um, writing takes a lot of time and thought and revision. So when the kids would take a nap or something, then I would, would take that time to put into the writing um, or whatever part I was in, whether it was marketing and looking for markets or whatever. Um as I began marketing the manuscript to publishers, at first I got a lot of rejection letters, just flat-out rejection with really no nothing to help me go on as to why it was rejected. Um, but later I began to get feedback on the story. And using the editor's comments from those little feedback um, letters, I revised more until finally Dial Books for Young Readers uh, pursued me the manuscript with me. I think the biggest challenge to writers and new writers is to not give up when the rejections come. Um, I made it a choice of mine to believe in myself and in the writing ability I felt I had, and to continue writing no matter what. And and that's the biggest thing: don't stop writing or marketing your work. If you if you if you want to write, you got to believe in yourself and you got to work at it, and you just got to pursue it no matter what. And that's what I chose to do.
0: And again, this morning, we're speaking to author Kelly Tinkham. The name of the book is Hair for Mama. I'm Rodney Lear. You're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. Now, tell us about the book, Kelly. Um,
1: In Hair for Mama, 8-year-old Marcus is very excited about Family Picture Day because everyone in his family has their own way of doing their hair. Hair is a very important thing in his family. But as the picture day comes, his mama ends up coming down with cancer And because of the chemotherapy, she loses her beautiful hair, and then she refuses to be in the photo. She doesn't want to be remembered in that way. Marcus tries to find her hair, but he begins to sense that something more is happening than just the hair. Um, As he tries to to find uh, the hair, he realizes that it's not going to be that easy. And when all his attempts to find hair fails, Uh, his mother finally assures him that whether she has hair or not, it doesn't matter. She's going to be there for him, and nothing is going to separate him from her love. And um, that's the big key in the book, is that there's hope for him uh, with his family and that they're going to meet this challenge together.
0: So what's next for you? Are you writing another book?
1: I'm always writing I never give up writing so I'm always writing and, and working on marketing them I have several stories that are in the process I'm hoping to come out with another one
0: finally this morning for families out there listening this morning that might be dealing with a newly diagnosed cancer and there may be children involved what advice would you offer to that family
1: I think the first thing that you need to do is you need to to stay honest with your children but not tell them too much they may ask a question or keep you may key into something that they're trying to ask you and they're afraid to ask you. And a simple but direct answer is what they need, and they'll be happy with that. You don't want to overload them because that can add to their fear. And as as the questions arise in a child's mind, they they will ask you if, if you're honest and open with them. Give them as honest an answer as you can, but don't give them too much. And always mix it with a lot of hope and a lot of um, your love. Even when if you're the one going through the cancer or if you're the one trying to take care of the you're the caregiver, you're going through your own emotional things also. but you're the mom or, or you're the dad and, and you need to be the adult in the situation and you need to be able to be patient with them and give them. hope that they need stay together don't don't let the cancer separate you keep pulling together the mother in the book she at first pulled back from being in the pictures and that that really the kids keyed into that another thing that I want to say is that as much as possible as much as you're able to stay involved in in the life Um, the mother in this story when she when again when she chose to not be in the picture she was kind of withdrawing from the life that, that Marcus and the, the kids were used to and that looked forward to the picture day, and here mom wasn't going to be in it. That really scared them. That really woke them up that maybe she wasn't possibly going to be there in the future. And when she came back and, and went ahead and was in the pictures, it really helped them to know that she was going to be there no matter what. Um, and then also, at, like at the end of the book, for another example, the mom, when she was finally done with her cancer treatment, she said, at least for now, no more cancer. She didn't lie to the kids. She, she let them know that for, for now, this is where we're at, and we're going to live and we're going to enjoy this moment that we're in. Um, we can't know our future. We don't, You know, I, when I got done with my cancer treatment, I didn't know whether the cancer would come back. I had no way of knowing, and, and I had my fear, but I didn't want to pass any fear onto them that way. Um, so we can't choose our future, but we can choose how we face that future. I guess I want to encourage everyone that's listening to face your future with hope.
0: All right, well, we're out of time this morning. If our listeners would like to get a copy of the book, how can they do so?
1: Um, any local bookstore, you, can, you could get it through a local bookstore, uh, you can write me at my website, um, it's Um You could go through the publisher, it's Dial Books for Young Children. You can also see it at your local library.
0: Well, we're out of time this morning, Kelly. Thanks so much for taking time to well, to you. talk to us.
1: Thank you for having me.